Hello and welcome to the Coon Hunting University Podcast. This is your host, Tyler Duncan. And like always, class is in session. Coon Hunting University is brought to you by Conkey's Outdoors, hunting and hound supply store. Find out more at conkeysoutdoors.com and Superior Hunting Lights. Superior, step up to the max. Use discount code CHUPODCAST at checkout and receive 5% off on nighthunters.com. So on the last one, we heard a lot about moose and koi and what they accomplished and some great stories. So on this one, they're going to talk more about Zeb 3 flat rock coma in this one. Mr. Ronnie Nickens, they tell some funny stories about him. And also Mr. Barry Kitty, and I want people to pay attention to this, but he has a very special message towards the end of this episode about parents getting their kids involved in hunting, you know, and how the right ways to do it. And I think it's a really important message that he wanted to get out there. So I want people to pay extra attention to that. And I'm going to quit yapping. Without further ado, here's part three of three. And I'm sad to see this one in, but the wipeout story. Y'all sit back and enjoy. And all them. But no, now here's, here's the other story. The little female called Ugg that me and Avery had that he sold, a guy named Robert Rogers had. He ended up bringing her to Bandit. Guess what come out of that? I not. The one Al Nunman had. Guess what come out of I not? A little female called Bebe that Eric Kinder had. And, 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 you know, you can look at it several ways. I bred peaches. Okay, here's another story for you. I had peaches. Me and Lloyd C. had her. We'd already bred her first to Koi, had a pretty good litter. Second cross, and she had met peaches, been winning everything. Rat was on fire. You know, Rat would have been producing winners after winners. And... Me and Buzz and Kevin, we was all friends. And Avery, they was always partners in dogs. We had, we talked heavy a lot. But Buzz ended up coming to my house, got peaches from me, took her back up there, tried for two days to breed rat to peaches. And peaches was a female that looked like moose. I mean, she was big. And, and Buzz thought, you know, he couldn't get her to breed her. He said, I believe her size intimidates him or something. Or maybe it was God that just said, hey, you know, this ain't right. And 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 he called me back, and he said, I can't do it. He said, I can't, I've tried. He said, I'm give up. And I said, I want her bread, Buzz. I said, I don't care what. I said, and he, he said, well, I got son. I said, go go breed her son. I'm fine with that. He actually had been winning quite a bit with him at that time, and he was hot. So I said, that's fine. And soon as he, I mean, it wasn't 10 minutes. It seemed like he went by. He called me. He said, son is hunger in five minutes he said and and then 63 days later we 12 pups come out and i don't know if they they come a little early I, i'm thinking back and i don't know if they just wouldn't develop good but i lost 10 of them just real quick in the first few days and clone and a male end up living there was only two that survived that and then uh i give both of them to scott engel me and him been been good friends and Scott is living up there with his mom and dad at the time and had a good place to let one run loose. I told Scott, I said, you keep uh, that, you can keep that male. I want that female. I said, I'll give you him for you just letting her run up there, you know, for a year. I'll come up there after a year and get her. And that's what we done. And so there, I, there she come out 
and and you know we went to breeding her a little bit and look what she's what is it produced. six hundred thousand yeah this this been this one? this been phenomenal you know from this been a thousand dollar bill jesse jane the first cross i made and me and barry had talked about it uh i had cloned in at the house had peaches they both come in about the same time and i think clone come in just a few a week or maybe before peaches so i I'd already called Barry, and he had Zeb again and Billy here. I said, I want to breed clone Zeb, and I want to breed Peaches and Billy together. And me and Barry had talked about it. And, it, and it, you know, I can remember the day I brought her up here, and, and, and Zeb hung her, and we were sitting there, and, and we were saying to ourselves, this cross, because we, we was just thinking back at, the, at how they was bred, this cross is going to turn out better than Peaches and Billy. And and it and it did. You had, you had American Express. You had a dog Marty Warren had called Wall Street. You had that Blaze dog that Emmer had that Jamie Painter ended up with, and he phenomenal dog had one called Zone. They was every one of them. They was I remember right. There was eight total. One female was only female called Mercy. Kitty and Sumner ended up buying her from McAfee, and she was a pretty nice little dog. Johnny Umberger ended up with her. But there was seven males, and all of them turned out to be pretty fair dogs. Um, but four or five e- exceptional dogs. You know, in Colway, like I say, if, if Express would have lived, no telling what that dog would have carried on and done. Um, and then, you know, getting back to the, the side that we was talking about with uh, I-Not that, that, and Bebe, and then Bebe produced, she was bred to Zeb 3. And out come that phenomenal liver with threesome. And then there was an wheels. wheels and Slim that got in the finals of the world hunt. I mean, it just seems like, you know, and I got the older you get, and I think Tyler wanted me to bring this up because I brought it up to him the other day. You know, I've, I've lived 43 years in this, on this earth, and I guess it took me about 40 years to start thinking how I got here and thinking about the Lord and what he's done for me and what I've seen and just things that <clears throat> I think if it wouldn't been for him, it just wouldn't happen. You know, I've, I think I've told this to a lot of people that know me. I think <clears throat> he spent, he sends special things down here that entertain you. Uh, that he, I guess he knew we was going to be bored down here on <laughs> earth, <laughs> but we, you know, he, he, he give us, you know, Zeb and all them dogs. And just like, you know, you think of it like, yes, there's, there's been one Elvis Presley. There's been one Merle Haggard, you know, he, there's people he gives gifts to that's just blessed and entertains us, and that's what these dogs has done. But you know, me thinking back, what I was, I told Tyler when I first talked to him, you know, I've I followed dogs all my life, and if you, you know, dogs is beyond or not perfect, and you know, if you spell out dog D O G, that's opposite of G O D. That is perfect, you know. So you think. This from that, you, you 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 know we out here following these hounds every night. Even the great ones we can talk about, old Zeb and all them that's been phenomenal. They still wasn't perfect. They all made mistakes. They they were nights you would want to kill them, just like Barry or, or sell them after they get you make you mad. <laughs> so you know it's just poor man got poor ways. Uh, so I had. <laughs> This this beautiful little, place we just well, rolled up today uh, ain't this Barry Kitty's place we right. we're at right here today. Right. Home you of know, the life. God's blessed me too. Finally, uh, <laughs> but it has been a time that you know money talked. Uh, I I couldn't help it. 
you know, I had to, I had to make money. That's what I. Well, we was young back in, and I mean, starting another dog was no trouble to us. And I mean, we didn't really know what we had. Lawrence always told Barry, he said, y'all got something, y'all got something that nobody else has got, and you don't need to be a breeding them. He you, told me that when Zeb was 12 or 13 months old, he said. He said, you need to keep one pup, two pups, and, and knock the rest of them in the head. Yeah, he told me not to breed. He said, if you don't, you're going to be hunting against your same stuff. And uh, so now. He's you know, like right. Said, wipeout is is out there, and it wasn't long that we were hunting against our same stuff. Uh, we just seemed to somehow or another kept the top for a long time. But yeah, it's 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 been amazing. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't dream of it. I, I get the I get a lot of the credit. You know, Barry Kitty, Barry Kitty done this, but like I said earlier, I I bred the best to the best, and and I did that all the way through. Uh, from the first cross to the last one, you know, we we didn't breed no dogs that didn't treat no coons. We didn't even have dogs that didn't treat no coons. Uh, I've got a dog here now that's uh, my good friend Jamie Painter come here, and, and uh, he was going through some rough times, and so he come here and he went to work, and uh, he brought his dog, uh, Colt, down here, and he got me – fired up uh, on the phone down here he said uh he was talking to ryan croson and croson said painter don't you go down there and get that west tennessee bunch fired up again <laughs> he said it's a lot easier to win around with them not in it but he did he got me fired up uh and he's got a little wipe out in him too ain't it bear yeah he he goes back to zeb six times he's out of weapon which is out of hell billy you know was, that goes back to zeb again his mother straight out of uh, Zeb 3 and Gold. Gold was a female clay head that was out of moose. So he's he's eat up with Wipeout. And then I bred him to, um, I didn't buy him to breed him. I, I bought him to hunt him. I didn't even think I'd ever breed him. Mm-hmm. But somebody heard, somebody called Kitty Way, got behind that pen out there. I told him. So I he, he's got a moose semen female. So I, I bred her. Uh, and I think will be a good cross. She's right straight out of moose. Well, then Mike wanted to breed a female that he's got that's out of wheels. Wheels is goes back to I guess out of Bay Bay. Wheels was a threesome's brother. And so he's out of wheels and a moose semen female. So I thought I bought the litter from Mike and I thought, well, I'm just gonna put them on internet, tell people I've got a dog. Cause Jamie got a good job back in West Virginia and he moved off and so I done bought the dog, so I he ain't got no place to keep a dog. So I I thought I'll just I'll keep him here. So I put a post on in nine minutes I had I mean fifteen minutes I had nine pups sold. I had thirty pups sold by the time I had to just stop I'd say, look, I ain't got no more. Uh, <laughs> well, I gotta I, ask you an important question. Do you have an entry with this dog at the Jarvis Umpers Memorial Hunt in Vicksburg? I do. I, Are they going to have a camera down there at that hunt? I hope they do. I you hope know, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> you remember when I won the Super Stakes with Barbed Wire, and, and I, I brought her in before the hunt and, and got on the loudspeaker, and I held her up there and stretched, said, here's Barry Kitty with a little Barbed Wire female wins the Super Stakes. And then that come to, pay, come to happen. We did it before the hunt even started when we was trying the speakers out. <laughs> ended, up and, ended up winning it, but. 
I, I don't. I probably won't do any good. I, I ain't got no handling skills or anything <laughs> left. I'd have to brush up on them. I've gained a few pounds and try and lose them, but uh, I'll do my best down there. I'm satisfied, you will. <laughs> I wonder. I want to see. You know, the cow cutter goes live today. I want to see how much you go for in that cow cutter. Well, I, he's been texting me, wanting his number ever since we've had this podcast. <laughs> Michael Moody's. Kitty, I need your number and I need Colt's number, and and I ain't even sent it to him yet. So, but uh, so I know you about to go hunt. We, we right yeah, now. well, I'm uh, I got a fella coming, Mason Bush, been hunting with me a little bit, and we're we're fixing to go for this rain. All right. Well, before we sh- even think about shutting her down, I got. Uh, go ahead. No, I was I just gonna ask. Quick, okay. One quick. Did you ever hang out names Ab on another dog without trying at first? You know, like you had Zeb again. How long did it take you to to hang that name on it? I never, ha- I never hung it on a pup out of Zeb. I, yeah. I never hung it on a pup out of Zeb. And I didn't name Zeb again. That I mean, I was, I don't even know what I was calling him. I think you called him was I, it Gator I, or something. Gator. Like that? I, Mark Sullivan named him Gator, and I sold him Nickens, and he, he called him Clayton. Clayton. Yeah. But when I got him back. He reminded me so much, and I called Clay and I called Fergie before I ever even named him Zeb again. I said, "Look, I, I'm thinking about naming this dog Zeb again. I just want to know how they felt about it before I actually hung Zeb. It took big shoes for me to hang Zeb, yeah, again on it. But Zeb three, that boy that come up there that night and bought that dog, he called him Zeb." So he's had Zeb his his whole night. I thought, I don't know why you calling him Zeb, but um, he ended up he ended up he with a, he, he ended up with the right name. <laughs> <laughs> My old buddy at home, Chance Parker, he said if a fella had never heard of a wipeout dog, didn't know nothing about him, and he gathered y'all three up separately, and said, "I want your best description of a wipeout dog." What would each one of y'all's three be? Well, in my opinion, a wipeout dog is going to be a leggy, houndy, long-eared, 80, maybe not 80, 70 to 80 pounds, 60, but good-sized dog. Most of them with good mouths. A real hunting dog. Real gamey dog. And the thing about the wipeout dogs is that they're all accurate, but every one of them, Koi, Moose, Peaches, Willie, every one of them, they had different styles about tree and coons, but yet it was it was all the same. At the end, it was a coon. You know, you was going to have a coon there. And if they was a great dog, in which there's not many of them. All of them, all of them is going to reproduce if if they had a change. You know, it's like Zeb just had very few pups, and and that's the thing about semen. You know, uh, getting a great dog out of semen, you you've got to have you got to have numbers. You know, because there's lots of litters out of lots of great stud dogs that you know you you get a dog at a tree of coon, but you don't get that great dog. And that's the thing about this line of dogs, you know, that I've not seen in nothing else. And 
there's tons and tons of breeders out there that's bred and bred and bred. And I may have said this a while ago, but, you know, you take when you breed this one and he wins 100,000 and you breed this female and a pup out of that litter and, you know, that dog you breed and you go on six, seven, you know, since 1993, they's been a great wipeout dog out there, you know, that's just right at the top or fixing to be at the top. And there's one out there right now that's on top and that's the wipeout Z. Yeah. Well, you can start at the top, and you can name several on the way down from the top. Yeah, that, that's all wipe out. And you know, we we we've talked this whole podcast, and we never have mentioned Hard Rock. Yeah, um, and Clayton, you know, and and, and barbed wire. You know, she won the super stakes. She's out of moose. And Clayton, you know, and Billy was talking about a while ago about about things that were meant to be. When when Doug Jackson, and it well, ain't the Doug Jackson that you know that. Uh, that had echo uh he come down here and bred a female to moose and she was supposed to be out of stylish coma and when he run the dna on the pups or run the dna on her to register the pups it come back as it was wrong and so he called terry bennett and he said man he said this this ain't showing uh this ain't showing that she's out of a stylish coma he said could something else have bred her? And he said, well, he said, the only thing that was close, he said, was was uh, Jeb, you know. And uh, he said, he may have got to her. And anyway, you know, they run the DNA on it, and sure enough, she was out of Jeb. And, you know, without probably that mistake, if she would have been bred to, if Coma would have been her mama, you know, he, he probably wouldn't have been no Clayton. Conkey's Outdoors knows that keeping up with the latest in hunting technology can be expensive. That's why they are proud to offer amazing financing options from 30 days same as cash to 0% interest for 6, 9, 12, and even 18 months, depending on your credit score and the amount you spend. If you've been eyeballing that new thermal or want to upgrade to the latest in tracking system technology, go find out more on the web at Conkey'sOutdoors.com or if you're in the Hastings, Florida area, stop by and visit. They'd love to have you. Conkey's Outdoors. Houndsman. Helping houndsman. I, I didn't tell this while ago. We, we, I didn't talk much about my dad, but he was just a, pretty much a pleasure hunter and uh, got me and my brother started hunting. But anyway, before, um, he, he had bought a female from Ronnie Nickens called Flat Rock Sheena. That was Coma's mama. And and Barry can tell you when Dad got one, they might as well have been spaded because he wasn't going to breed them. They, they they wasn't no he didn't he hated pups. So just so happened he had a female there that um, that he was hunting them together. And 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 Dad even said afterwards he he said I don't know which one would start it, but one of them would get going and and both of them would be running the deer, and that made my dad mad. He couldn't put up with no junk running or nothing so ronnie ended up getting sheena back and thank goodness that he did because oh. because when he got her back is when he bred a buster and out come coma and if that you know me thinking about it if that didn't happen we wouldn't even be talking we wouldn't be sitting here talking about the wipeout dogs sure yeah that's how that's how yeah. precious life is oh well, amen you know that. one link that one link when you miss that one link 
that chain's done. It's hard to fix it. It's hard to go back. <clears throat> but you talking about, you know, the the style of dogs these are and the time, you know, how much time has been invested in and what they're still doing. You know, the two highest priced dogs that I've seen sell, you know, is Echo and and Z. And those two dogs right there is both brought six figures. I never thought I would see that. And Echo, Doug was down here hunting with Barry and uh, I hunted with him two nights and it wasn't no problem for me to see that why Doug Jackson had kept him a year, you know. Sure. Yeah, Echo's a special dog. <laughs> and uh, I told Scott the day he got him, uh, I sent him a text that you'd be on the cover for long. And then it wasn't long that he 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 sent me a thing said uh, you you was right kitty but Echo was out of Clayton uh, and just just outstanding dog. But get back to the question I guess about wipeout dogs. I, I'm sort of like Mike on the size. They they used to all have a big size to them. They they all had athleticism. They all had stamina. There was no quit in a wipeout dog. I mean, dog, it, it, it's something for dogs to hunt like Zeb did 18 hours a day, hunt him in the morning, hunt him the first shift, Clay finished the second one to daylight. They had no quit. No, They was no uh, – they, they didn't look beat up. I mean, you hunt them 18 hours, they didn't have a hair out of place. And I'm talking about run for miles. We didn't have a GPS, but, I mean, they'd be two or three miles sometimes when uh, – a drop you know i've cut zeb over here in the daylight and find him treed in front of adamsville high school um you know all i had was a beep beep collar trying to keep up with him with a coon treat on the outside <laughs> at 12 o'clock in the day it, it was amazing to see what they could do so heart desire stamina size athleticism that's the way they started out you know coma had it candy had it candy Coma had the smarts. He wanted to please you. He wanted to listen. He would mind every word you said. Candy is right the opposite. Candy didn't look at you. She pulled away from you. She hate. She wanted loose, brother. She, she, she can trade in a hundred degree weather for two hours. You pull her off and lead her in a creek, and you could not make her drink. She yeah. uh, she wanted to go. There was so much desire in her. She she wouldn't even look at you. you know? She looked outside the door. She wanted out. She wanted to go. I mean, that's just. She's seeing you again. She never cares. She ever see you again. <laughs> she loved she loved me more than she did Clay and Barry. When, <laughs> when, when I when I'd get her to house, I'd give her a bath, and uh, that's the only time you could see her eyes. Like she had to kind of loose eyes. I always had to keep them cleaned out, and. Uh, Barry and Clay, I'd get her from them after they'd hunted her to death, and uh, and I'd I'd kind of give her some rest and and you know baby her more, but uh, and I loved I loved that dog. I mean, she was just so special too. I mean, I mean, great thing we had her. To start one other with, one other thing I know people has brought up because I've heard I heard it on the heard it since uh, they want to know about Candy's papers. Candy's breeding uh, supposed to be a strong river bark, Gilmore's puss. Uh, I bought her 
with those papers. I, I don't know where they were correct or not. They, she come from, I think Don Igley had her in Iowa and Everett King ended up with her and, and, but Mike Ingold got her. That's the first time I'd seen her. And when I, I went hunting with her, oh my God, I just, I fell in love with her that night. I, I just had to have her. And them were the, you know, that's the papers that was on her. I, I, you know, people have said, I don't think them are right or, or whatever. I don't have a, I don't have a clue. Uh, other people might. Uh, I never hunted with any of her background. Uh, Eddie may have. I never hunted with any of those dogs uh, before her to know if she acted like them or she didn't act like them. Uh, but you know, to me, she's still a she's still a measuring stick to this day in coons. I, I drew Jane Merchant at the World Hunt, and and I was in awe of James Merchant. I. You know, I hadn't been in many hunts. Candy was my first dog. I really hunted a lot in the hunts. And and uh, he, I drew out with him, and I drew Jeff Travis. He was hunting Topper that I had sold, uh, another dog that I had sold. Candy had 850 points, and, and James Merchant was the closest dog to me with uh, 150. And... Uh, I just kept treating her. I didn't know no other thing. She just kept treeing coons. Jeff said, what are you doing? I said, she's just striking the tree. And I mean, when she's on, brother, I mean, you just, when, she made people sell their dogs, give them away. Uh, when she's on, it was just, it was un, it was unbelievable. It was and a wipeout. Yeah. It was a wipeout. That's Man, what it I was. I had a dog named Fire Speed, or not Fire Speed. His name was Easy Lead when I had him. Nick and So Coma. That's the first dog. I, and Nick bought. Nickens bought him from us. That's the first dog he bought after he sold coma. Well, I know one night you priced Lee. Oh, yeah. That's what I was saying. Me and Barry was going to – we went to an island. I don't forget whether we went – I think it's maybe in Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we – uh, Ricky Hawkins and all of us, we had to get on a dadgum little man-made barge like and carried us over on the island. And uh, Lee was a nice dog. He's straight out of Lipper. Huge mouth, good tree dog. And But Candy treed about nine singles, and I think Lee finally treed one coon. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, we, that's just how she could do I mean, you know, he was above average dog. I mean, when Nickens got him, the Nickens didn't like him, but Nickens never liked nothing after coma. And uh, anyway, he, he just... Uh, I know you went to sell lead one night, and the fella said, uh, I want to, uh, he said, you got something else you can bring? And I, I brought her. I brought candy along, and uh, I ended up selling candy. I didn't, I didn't want to sell her, but uh, I, she just made them. You know, it didn't matter what you went with, really. She just, she would destroy you if she was on. It, to this day, I maybe. You know, Ozeb had a few casts like that. Ozeb did that mostly, though, pleasure hunting. He he didn't do it in competition, even though he won a lot and won the first truck. But Fer, uh, Let me interrupt Barry a second. Fergie, tell them about what Joe Brelove said one night we was at Crump. Yeah, we was over at Hunt one night at Crump. And, and uh, they had about all the cards that come in. And uh, somebody had 175. Yeah, they asked Breedlove, said, you think uh, you think that 175 would get in? And Breedlove said, 
I don't know, is Zeb back? And they said, I, no. He said, well, if uh, he gets back, he said he ain't going to get in because he'll have 200. And uh, he said, don't read him on how 200, he's got 400. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, sitting here listening to old Barry, I'm sure hoping to get to see him over there in Vicksburg, good Lord willing. But after all these sales, I hope old Coach's still around. I, I may go tell him don't unpack his suitcase. What did, what did I tell you, Tyler, when we when we come? I said, I said, Barry, I sell Tanya if the if if he could price her. He Ta- Tanya ain't for sale. <laughs> uh, but 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 Fergie keep kept everything. I bet he still got the first dollar he ever made. He drove my truck over here. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I'm, I'm getting paid now. <laughs> Hope y'all don't charge me for it. We've, uh, no, we've had fun over the years. So it's just, I've been really lucky. You know, I've had the best of everything, and I've had the best horse, hunting horse ever you could ever ask to own. I, he was unquestionably the best. And with what I love in hunting, dogs, wife, and kid, and parents, and friends, and job, ain't no way I could have done what I done without working for Barry. No, and I, I've so had a very, I've had a very supportive wife. I mean, she loves coon hunting. Braden, my youngest son, has been on the cover of the Cooner when he was two years old, when he's, when he's got his foot throwed over moose. Uh, we didn't win the truck, but we got the cover. Mm-hmm. Same thing, we, we was on the cover, and he won Walker Day Super. I thought Braden would be the youngest coon hunter <laughs> to ever win this whole thing. I mean, his mother loves it. I love it, but um, he didn't love it. He loved sports, and, and that was – he hunted when he was little, but he, he didn't finish it up. But I've been I've been truly blessed to have the greatest friends uh, around here, coon hunting buddies, and I, I'm glad I grew up right here, West Tennessee. I mean, we Crump, Tennessee. You could go to a a little bitty uh, open event on Friday night, and you there may be four platinum champions and two world champions there out of sixteen dogs. You know, Mike Creasy, Mac Neal, House Gaines, Tam Young. Um, Timmy Pratt. Timmy Pratt. Yes, sir. Uh, Timmy Pratt's won a million dollars in 30 miles, Scott's Hill. It's just, uh, I mean, they were great. All these boys, I mean, Tracy Bailey, all these boys still hunt right here. This, this is a coon hunting mecca. The first coon hunt I ever went to in 1985, me and Barry went to Waverly, Tennessee, and it was six, over 64 dogs. It was full. And I'd never been in a competition hunt, and I was hunting Trader, a blue dog's mama named Wendy. I'd got her from Bill Bell, Billy's daddy. Went and got her in a car, brought her home in the trunk or the back seat of the car, my mother's car. I bought her right after I graduated. And I got in the final four that night. We hunted it off. There wasn't no such thing back in it splitting. And uh Ted Carroll won it with old Red Baron. Roy yeah. Tramble judged it. Roy Tramble was my judge both rounds. I'll tell you how tight Fergie was. It was a $20 hunt, and I had to pay half the entry. $10. I was fresh, I was fresh out of high school and broke. But he won $187, and I got 90 of it, and it killed him. And that's where, that, that, that's where, that's where my competition started tell, right tell, there. Barry, Barry, tell him real quick about Lawrence and him 
they they went to uh, Brett got breakfast one day. Oh, one night, and, and and Barry Billy Kelly wants me to tell all these tight stories about Lawrence and uh, and, and Mike, but Billy's the same way. <laughs> I carried Billy all over the country. Okay, I carried him to Ohio to Doug Jackson's. A junior stopped the car once at the truck about midnight, and he said, Doug, have you and Kitty got anything left in there? Little Bell's done eat everything out of mine but the carpet. And, and I know his daddy would give him gas money, but I never seen it. He still got it. But he wants me to tell about Fergie. Yeah, yeah I went up there, and they, I stopped and I think Wilshire, Ohio, and we was going to be halfers on everything. Anyway, Fergie and Lawrence, they wouldn't buy nothing. I, I'd buy a pizza, and then they'd eat it. They bought bent cans for a dime a piece of their peaches and apples, <laughs> but they left them when I'd buy a pizza. They'd, they'd all fly in on that. <laughs> well, one morning, we stopped there at Wilshire, and there's a bunch of coon hunters outside. Everybody up in that country hunted, and they was out there talking. I walked in. I ordered pancakes and bacon. And, boy, and I got a stack of pancakes. When they walked in there and they said, uh, asked that waitress, said, how much is uh, how much is one pancake? She said, 65 cents. They said, well, bring us one and two plates. And, uh, <laughs> and, and that's 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 the way. That's I'll my never buddy. forget that trip. We slept in a dadgum horse barn. That Lawrence went. They, we pulled up to a mansion. and They was white rabbits all in the yard. Man. <laughs> the most beautiful place you ever seen. And Lawrence went inside and stayed in the house. And me and Barry slept out there in the barn on horse blankets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I ended up buying an, an old scout, and I, I made money on it when I got back. He didn't buy half of it. That, that scout hadn't been cranked in two years. And we is 600 miles from home. And Barry bought that thing, got it out of that barn. You couldn't see out of the windshield. We made it to the first gas station and filled it up. And it was barely running. Yeah, Lawrence, see, he, he said uh, we was going to be halfers on everything, f thirders first. Well, Fergie didn't want in. Uh, he, you had to take pistons out of it, see if they had any rust on them before Fergie would buy. But... <laughs> Lawrence what got, he's leaving out, I just graduated. Yeah, uh, well, he's still a little bit the same way. But Lawrence, Lawrence bought half of it. Well, Lawrence got in with me. I had a brand-new Chevrolet truck we all went up there in. So on the way back, Lawrence got in that old Scout with me, and that thing, uh, 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 and it jumping up and down. He had on big old tires on it. And so he said, uh, when we stopped at the gas station, I run it till it nearly run out of gas. He got, he said, what are you going to do with this thing? I said, I'm going to keep it and hunt out of it. Well, if you're going to keep it, I might just sell you my half. So I bought his half. Well, I filled it up with high test gas, <laughs> 93 octane. And I'm telling you, when I, it run like a brand new one. They was running about 75 and I come by and just, whoa. And you can see down his throat. Right, look. Lawrence was asleep under my legs in the floorboard. Yeah. And I said, Lawrence, I said, I want you to look over here. And we was running nearly 80 mile an hour. And Lawrence raised up higher everywhere. And he looked over there. And like Barry said, he didn't have a tooth in his head. And you could see a mile down that fella's throat. Well, I got home. I pulled her in home. And there was some hippies lived across the road from me. They come walking over. Where'd you get the old scout? I said, I just got it. Yellow. Yellow. They said, I they said, we just got back in Georgia on a big carpet job. What do you take for it? I'd give six hundred dollars for it. Then I 
I, I sold it 1500 right there. <laughs> well, Lawrence pulls up. He comes over to the house in about 30, 40 minutes. The, G, the scout's sitting across the road in their yard. He said, "What? why is it sitting over there? I said, uh, I sold it. Sold it? You said you was going to keep it. I said, I done got him out of his half. It like it like <laughs> killed like kill. <laughs> That's Barry's favorite words, and he, and he got it from Lawrence. I don't know why Lawrence fell for it, but anytime you ask Lawrence about selling a dog I, I, or a horse, I'm going to keep it. And that's what Katie will say. Oh, I ain't going to keep it. What I should say it. is I'm going to keep it till I sell it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hold on to old Colt till after the. the I, you, better Colt hope, you better hope he does. You better hope he don't get no phone calls <sighs> from here between here and there. Colt ain't going nowhere, hey. I don't think. <clears throat> I mean, I've had some, I've had some <clears throat> already, some, some offers. Had one offer. I've had some lookers and some buyers. They, they know if I keep one around the pen right here. I usually can't keep one. Me and Clay had power trip. He didn't have a bit of wipeout in him, but I liked him. And but you know Ashley Guthrie, he had to have him, and so he went. And I I bought a litter mate or a half brother to a cowboy, and he's when John Harris got him. Now I bought him off Will Kennedy. He's a young boy, good hunter right here, and he's he's got a good wheels pup right now. Yeah, I, I've always been known that the money got right. I I just had to sell. You may get a phone call from a tugboat captain. I mean, you've started back. They well, could the be a tugboat the captain. The tugboat captain Clay is is riding horses. <laughs> I <laughs> talked to him yesterday. He wasn't interested. Well, he said I'm gonna have to get started back hunting. I think. <laughs> <laughs> he said I'm gonna have to do something. And uh, yeah, he he, he might have thrown the cork out there in the water right then. Yeah, and I, I know we about to ready to finish up, and we're talking about Hard Rock. Uh, hard Rock's one of them heart dogs. Hard Rock was an accidental breeding. I know a black and tan man will do this, but Daniel Bannon, a good friend, he he come over here one day and he he bought a koi, a koi male. He called him Jed as a pup, six week old, and he went to Tams, bought a black and tan female, six weeks old. He worked on a boat with Clay, and he just wanted to. Uh, he wanted to get into coon hunting, so he come here and he wanted to go to pro shop at Jarvis's. He bought lights, boots, a tracking system with two pups. He had never been coon hunting in his life, but he bought everything Clay had. Clay had a browning saw, and he, he bought one of them. Whatever Clay had, he bought. He carried them pups home and and left them in the pen together, and when they was eight months old, she while he was on the boat, river boat, she came in heat, and they bred so he wanted to give Clay a pup. Clay didn't want no pup. It's just litter registered pups. But he gave him one. Oh, and that's there's only two. That's Hard Rock. The mother died. The mother died right after it. I think it might have been just two. I don't know. But it may have been wise two. There may have been more pups in her. But oh, he was wild. Clay Hard Rock was just crazy. He'd do everything in the world. Uh, but he had hard. He was doing something all the time. And he got to treeing, and Clay, I hit Clay up a little bit. He said, you know, uh, we always had dogs together, so he gave me half hard rock. So I first night I carried him, he stuck a stick behind his eye. It cost me about $600 to vet. Three weeks, three weeks he was, he was put up. So he got healed up. Clay hunted him. Clay got him. Clay's on the boat 21 days off, 21 days. Got him healed up. So I was going to go to Iowa. I was going to go hunting. Uh, Clay sold a dog box to Tanya's brother in Iowa. 
So I had my workers, I said, strap that dog box on top of my dog box in my toolbox. I said, strap it down real good because I'm going to put Zeb and Rock, Zeb again and Rock in the dog box, and I'm going to Iowa. So they left the tailgate down. They moved it back, my box back to the tailgate and set that thing. It set right level on my toolbox and that little indention on that three-quarter top storage. And they said they had it all strapped down. But they didn't know Kitty was driving. But they didn't know I was going to run about 100. <laughs> so we get started and get over on the four-lane highway. And, buddy, both boxes come out. Me running probably 75 or 80 miles an hour. The, the box that the dogs are in, they tied the boxes together. They didn't tie them in. They tied them together. Well, they both come out. Well, the box the dogs was in, the doors turned down to the blacktop, and and rocks opened. So rock was sliding on the blacktop. Yeah, well, he's sliding. Side he was sliding. He was sliding. Zeb again, it just knocked all the sense out of him. But, <laughs> uh, and he was he had a little cutter too, but rock was skint, but he had no hide, no hair, no nothing. I called Clay, and here come him and Tam. And like, we hadn't got 12, 15 miles from home when it happened. They come, got him, and they, they took him, and they stapled him up. And Tam done all that veterinarian work on him. So I give Clay his half back. A uh, hundred thousand later, you see how smart I am. Hundred twelve. Hundred twelve. It was a good. Cost you money on a dog that made a hundred thousand. Yeah, he was. He was, he was a good one. Oh, he was special. Rock. Yeah, he he was. When I had peaches, he was the only dog. I think I dreaded drawing in a cast because I knew he 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 challenged her. That that bef- you know most dogs didn't give her much competition. She she's one that give them all they wanted, but he he would give it to her and and beat me probably more than I did him. I I, I you know he was in his time. You have to say he was a dominant as they would. He was and a he, alert. He was so simple on <clears throat> cast because you could hear him at all times walking. No matter if he was walking, talking, dogs, trees. You couldn't get in your truck and drive out of here, and we've tried it. it <laughs> We, 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 Clay said, let's just drive and see how far we can go and we can't hear him. And we drove, I don't know how many miles. We never did drive out he, here. I told him <clears throat> he was just young. I drawed him a Chloe one night when I was trying to get me a, t- a truck ticket and I won the cast, but I told him and he was just, like I said, he was very young. I said, Clay, you got the most simplest competition hunting dog that I've ever seen in my life. I said, you can hear him at all times. You can tell what he's doing at all times. And I said, it's just, I said, you don't even have to listen. You know, it just, he's just, he's just simple. Well, he had some good hunts. And then I know I drawed him at the world hunt when I, I beat him right that year that Zeb was in his best. And, well, when we treated six, seven coons. We drawed Terry Nicks. And uh, I probably shouldn't have beat him. I, I mean, I, I beat him. I should have beat him, but. Rock would have probably won the world hunt. I, I made a bad call in the next cast in the final six with Zeb again to, to go to the final. Zeb again was really on that year, but uh, it was just uh, – it was amazing. I know another cast with me and Clay, we, right over here at Crump, we, we draw out together Rock and Ruby and a, and a kid and a three-year-old. 
in a three dog cast and heck rock gets out of the country and this boy's little old dog trees a coon and uh i think 50 and 100 ruby's probably struck for 100 or 75 rock struck for the other one and ruby gets treed in there at the end of the cast and this boy's dog's just walking around out here with us and there's about five minutes going to hunt and clay said why don't you catch him there son and uh you know it won't matter if, if ruby's got a coon you're gonna be beat uh you know once you catch your dog he said no nah, he he wouldn't catch it so we go to ruby she's got a big old tree and it's it's a circle tree you know i i could have said if i hollered coon i don't know if clay would have hollered coon i, I you know it's just us two, <laughs> just us three but but we didn't do it. I, it you know it was a circle cast well th this boy says uh Clay, you going with me to get my dog now? He said, no, I'm, I ain't going back in there. That's a mile over. He said, I told you catch that dog while ago. We'll drive around over and get him. The boy called his daddy, and he, he was mad, mad, mad. We got out to the truck. You won't even go. He said, I told you we'd drive around over and try to catch him, but I'm not walking back through there. When I, You know, I give your son every opportunity. He's standing right beside us to catch him. They called PKC the next day. Said Barry Kitty and Clay Young just cheated us to death, just wouldn't go get us. And Roy Tramble called him and said, well, Let me get this straight, son. He said, You draw Barry Kitty and Clay Young in a three dog cast, and you won, and they cheated you. He said, He said, Yes, sir. He said, Son, if you won, they didn't cheat you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they could have got you at any minute, <laughs> but they didn't do it. That's true. <laughs> so, I know I hate to wrap it up because it's, it's been awesome. It really has. I know you want to go hunting, and but I do thank you for letting us come in here. And uh, thank you for Billy and Mr. Eddie for lining this up. And thank you, Mr. Mike, for your time. Thank you all for all your time. And I'm sure Mr. Eddie's going to say a few words, but I do thank you all for this. And I, really I was, was going to say one thing. Yeah. Because sure. Eddie's one brought this up to me at Texas, and I, I guess – I'm the one that kind of brought it up to get, you know, I wanted Clay in too. I, I miss that he's not here because he could have added a bunch of stuff that we, me and Fergie and Barry missed. But uh, getting back to the question, I was the only one, I guess, that didn't answer the about the wipeout dogs. Um, I think I can say it in one word, powerful. That's, that's as good as you can. Once you get the right one and they got it, they got it. Oh, yeah. And if you don't believe it, let's look at the top of the board. They're the all-time money-winning dogs. Hey, y'all, this is Tyler, your host of Coon Hunting University. I'm here to talk to you about extreme dog fuel. Whether you're looking for a 30 20 24-20, 26-18, or 22-12, they have any type of food that us coon hunters need. I'd like to issue a thank you to them for making Coon Hunting University podcast possible. So go to extremedogfuel.com and find a retailer near you and give them a try. I love it. I've been blown away. I swapped to the 30-20, and I honestly hadn't looked back. I mean, I love it. I really do. And I encourage everyone to go over there to extremedogfuel.com. Check them out. Find a retailer near you. Read all about it. You'll see why I swapped to Extreme Dog Fuel. Start looking down. You keep, keep looking down. You'll see a lot of them that's won a bunch of money. John Wick was telling, I was talking to him one year at the World Hunt. And he said, son, enjoy it while you can. And uh, I draw John that night. He said, one of these days, you'll see all these winners up here like I'm sitting here watching. And only you going to know where they come from. Yeah.
<clears throat> I hunted last night. I uh, had a real good hunt, too. I went with two of my old buddies, Mark and Coy Sullivan. Uh, we had a good time, old friendship. Uh, they just called yesterday out of the blue. and uh, They've had some of the best wipeout dogs, too. Mark Sullivan is as good a pup starter as ever was. He started Zeb again. He started Coy. Countless ones that we ended up with. Uh, Mark Sullivan just putting the boot leather in with a pup. He, he, he probably none no Ruby better. Too? Do you have Ruby? He had Ruby. Yeah, me and him bought Ruby as pups, and he kept her. And she was twelve months old, and I'd never even been hunting with her. He kept telling me, "Kitty, this, this little female's doing good." Me and Clay went and bought Wipeout Zeke and give four thousand forty five hundred dollars for him. Nice young dog. And I went over at Mark said, come over and go hunting with me. And I went over and went hunting with him. And she just destroyed him, just like she struck tree coons. I thought, why didn't you tell me she is doing it? He said, I've been telling you for three or four months. You won't listen. You won't come over here. But uh, me and Mark was Parker's partners on her for a long time. And then ended up, you know, Mark was like me. He had to sell if the money got right and then but you know they both worked for me a long time too um coy and mark probably 10 or 12 years and you know i i wasn't hunting but they was hunting they was winning jesse jane thousand dollar bill everywhere they went you know out of zeb three and uh you know a tdb tdb for thousand dollar bill was on everything around here i just that was an, that's another thing that I wanted to say. You know, at, uh, you're talking about links are missing. It's a shame that Bill went sterile, you know, at such a young age. You know, there's no telling what that dog would have reproduced if he would have had a chance. He was a winner. Yeah, I used to say, you know, TDB is too bad for everybody else. But, you know, a lot of people would say that babbler you know know, but but i'm telling you he when he is on he invented coons too he he destroy you in a cast and draw 100 miles he's like coma he draw 100 miles still beat you yeah nickens he didn't he didn't lay back on coma if coma he thought was treated he treated him Nickens and one, he didn't see him no seventy five on no scorecard. <laughs> if he did, he killed it. One, 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 th- one thing when you seen Ronnie, you gonna see two things for sure. When you seen him pull up at a hunt, he was gonna have one of the best dogs there, and he was gonna have the sharpest truck, sharpest truck in in, in, in the parking lot. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I said, me and Billy was talking about that the other day. He'd either be like being a Toyota or a new Chevrolet. It didn't matter, but that sucker wouldn't have one bit of dirt on him. He's gonna take up for himself too. He yeah. he's a, you know he <laughs> he's gonna he gonna intimidate some if he could. Uh, he's gone now, and he was a good friend, and I loved him. But he he'd intimidate some. I, I remember a cast. Uh, Ronnie was bad to have to use the bathroom right after a, he on a cast. As quick as you cut loose, he'd nerves. Have, he'd have to go take. He does. To go take a dump, <laughs> and, and we we went down to. I was I was guiding in Kaler Bottom down in Kentucky. You know? I I love to go down to Kaler Bottom down at Mayfield. I was guiding, and we walked. We got to Kaler Bottom, and kids was having a party out there. And we walked. We parked right there with his head, and we walked out through there. And Adam Donovan was young, and he he's a good friend of Billy's and mine. He was judging the cast, and and um, so. Ronnie said, I got to go to the bathroom. Just as we, we cut him, and Ronnie runs back there, and he's taking a dump. And uh, 
So uh, one of them kids goes, Woo! And uh, Ronnie struck his dog. And, <laughs> and Adam Donovan minuses it. He said, oh, oh, You're minus, Ronnie. And he's back there. He can't get over here where we're at. What do you mean I'm minus? I mean, boy, I mean, well, you little son of a gun. I mean, I, that's my dog. And he, he was over there, bowed up, and couldn't even get over here. To, words, man. Yeah, it was a lot different. You could, he couldn't get over here to argue with us. I ever heard. <laughs> Lord, mercy, boy. But he's talked to, he's talked to me, drawed me and Randy both years, and then one night and he, he talked to us like, but then by the time the hunt was over, when he seen, he said, boys, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said any of that. Y'all my friends. I ain't, you know, but Lord, he would try. To- he was competitive. The last, the last cast I ever hunted with him against, he was hunting a, uh, what's that last dog he had? Clayton? Called Clayton? Or, uh, Claxton. Claxton, that's right. Not Clayton, Claxton. And, uh, he was out of the And, and he had a, we had, he was loaded. We had a loaded cast that night. We had, um, it was out of Good Springs at a big open event hunt. I was hunting Peaches, Coy was hunting Express, and he was hunting Claxton, and uh, another boy was hunting a good little uh, crossbred dog or an English dog. I can't remember, a little female called Sally. <clears throat> and um, right there towards the end of the hunt, Ronnie had to cast. How it ended up, Ronnie was going to win the cast. But but he was so competitive, he thought he had 200 on his last tree. And he thought three hundred was gonna get get in a, could get could get in the finals, and um, I'd been helping him. He'd been walking with a walking stick at night. I'd been helping him cross fences, handle his dog on trees, and uh, we get that last tree. Now, one Chloe, I think, might have withdrawn and just left me and this boy hunting Sally and Ronnie, and and he got out there and he was treated on the edge of a lake, and there was a spider eye. I, that's what I seen a spider eye, but Ronnie said, "Ah, oh, it's a coon," and he he kept on wanting us to plus it, and and he was cussing us, giving us all up and down, and and Derek Corota had just called me, and I answered, and I put him on speakerphone, and uh, he said, "If you ain't got five hundred plus, don't you ain't no need coming back up here because five hundred's on the bubble at Good Springs." When Ronnie heard that. It, 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 he dropped. <laughs> he dropped it. <laughs> but he he was wanting, he had a, he wanted to cast with a hundred plus, but he was wanting that three hundred <laughs> and, and but that was he was so competitive guy. He and that, uh, he, that was him. Oh, he he like you you said when you 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 was gonna call and congratulate him after the world hunt. Oh yeah, I called Ronnie. The he won the world championship late Saturday night. So call it Sunday morning. Uh, time they hand out the trophy and everything on old Doc. So uh, I called him Sunday night, you know, and I kind of started out apologizing to his wife. I said, ma'am, I, I know Ronnie's been gone a lot and he's just now home, but uh, it means a lot to me. I'd like to tell tell Ronnie congratulations. He's worked hard and long. And like I told Billy, I said, you can look up Coon Hunter in Webster Dictionary. He should be a picture of Ronnie Nickens, competitor and a Coon Hunter. Now he's won the world hunt. So long story short, she says, well, you've missed him. I said, really? She said, him and the boys said they come over and Ronnie was telling them about the world hunt. They gathered old Doc up and they're going coon hunting tonight. Yeah. Yeah. He said he wasn't a TV man. He wasn't going to sit home and watch TV. When it got dark, he's going to hunt. You said it the best, Eddie. He was a red alert. A red alert. <laughs> Believe me. This is not a drill. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a drill. And I think, you know, and, and, and we done talked about that all night. You know, that's where it come from. 
Nickens didn't settle for less. You know, he he had it with Sheena, Sheena's daddy, and all them. You know, it just and that's what he meant to have. I wish that we could have document had a documentary or thing on Coleman Ronnie back in that time. I could have when we go to the hunts and, they, and these is back in the days where it was just big added purse hunts, open event hunts. They wasn't no big pro classic hunts. They was a pro hunt here and there maybe, but you know, yeah, Coleman won one pro hunt. Yeah, I mean Ronnie went to all these big open event hunts. That was what they he lived for. Yeah. And when and back then they calcutta these dogs. You got that hunt, they write your name down and and be calling your name out just about as quick as you entered. They'd be uh, somebody out there auctioning off the dogs. Any of them hunts back then, and they'd be hundreds of dogs entered. Oh yeah. Coma would outsell all of them in the, in the Calcutta. People would be crazy. $100 Five hundred. Yeah, yeah. And, and Ronnie would sometimes he'd have David Carr, uh, Kenneth Guthrie, Fargo, and different ones. Michael Store. They they would all to Bail. buy to buy him. They would all purse in together just to buy him, and because he'd sell for. <laughs> well, well, let me Triple. ask y'all this. Uh, maybe y'all can help me. It was many years ago. I want to guess around uh, 78. First time I ever met Ronnie, he was hunting a dog named Flash. Mm-hmm. And if my memory is correct, Ronnie had got him in the top 20 of the ACHA World Hunt. All he had to do was get the dog caught. Here's that old flag. Yep. And he advances. Our rule catch Ronnie. He gets across the water. Well, next year again. Ronnie's sitting here where all he's got to do is get that dog caught because his first two casts had enough plus points. He gets out of pocket again. He gets across water. And I always wondered, is that why he put a handle on coma or, or you know, did that? But Ronnie, Probably was. You know, because, I mean, him and old Flash was a red alert theirself. Yeah. You know, and that's where coma was. Like, like was I said picture. earlier, anytime you've seen Ronnie at a hunt, he had two things. You can yep. guarantee the best dog and the best looking truck, yeah. and, 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 and you know and that's the truth of it. And I mean, he if if they could handle what he put them through, he made them good because because they was gonna go hunt. He was gonna go hunt. He reminded me. We talked a lot about Lawrence out here. One thing Lawrence Pedigree was gonna have at his house if you went hunting with him, a dog that was fixing to leave you and go hunting. They might done. They might not have done anything else. But you didn't see him, did you, Barry? No, <clears throat> no. It was it, it was amazing. Uh, I could tell Lawrence stories now for four more hours. We but. could talk. We, we could have a whole other podcast, <laughs> and it, it would be it would be entertaining. I promise. But you talking about old Flash? I think Flash was Sheena's daddy. Because no, he might know River Bend Flag was Sheena's daddy. I thought I thought Slobber Slinging Slick. Yeah. Slobber sling and slick was what Sheena was bred to to get fancy. Okay. Okay, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. But Nickens always believed in that Riverbend flag. When I'd get to talk to him years ago, he just and that Sheena boy, they was she was some kind of tree dog. Yes, yeah, sir. She was nice. Yeah. And you know, I, I could like be wrong dog. again, but didn't Ronnie win the nation with Sheena? One she time? did. When he bought her back yeah. from dad, when he bought her back from dad, he won the uh the national maybe won the national race with her i know she won the state and it seems like i may be telling you wrong it seemed like coma come after she won it it wasn't a year or two went by here come coma and then boom he's on top again sure the first time i ever drawed sheena she come tree in there the first tree and 
everybody in cast but me treed. Ronnie said, there ain't one dog there. It sounded like it was three or four. She was a tree dog. And they, uh, there wasn't one dog there. It was Sheena when we got there, but them other two Everybody both trees. jumped on They jumped on it too. <laughs> well, I know, I know we hadn't, we really hadn't touched on, you know, there's still a lot to talk about. Oh, I know. And we ain't got enough time, but, uh, y'all got anything else y'all'd like to say before we sign off? Yeah. Mr. Eddie, you got something? Absolutely. Look here, this has been a blessing to me. The good Lord has blessed us to all come together like this as friends. Uh, it's been a big time to get around here and talk about these dogs and uh, the memories. We talked about some outside and uh, good things to come. Our best days are ahead of us. I, I, I believe that. But uh, if anybody's listening, uh, it's been a blessing. And when I think about blessings, I, I think about to remind everybody or please remember that Almighty God, the one that created the heavens, earth, this universe, he loves us. He, uh, we're his most prized possession. He truly, truly loves us, and he wants a relationship with us every day. He wants us to talk to him every day, and uh, we can pray to him anytime we want. We can read his word anytime we want, and uh, remember his son, Jesus Christ, died and took our sins away, give us a pardon, but we got to ask for it, and we got to accept that pardon. Uh, and it's ours because he's made it and, and give it for us. So uh, I I just wanted to share that. Please, all of us remember that. And I'm telling you, fellas, I thank y'all. I have had a big time. Thank you. Yeah, thank y'all. Yeah. Thank you. Y'all load up and we'll go it's, hunting. I mean, <laughs> we'll tell some more of it. It's hard to do 30 years in 30 minutes. I'd love to come back and just think if we had – Pard sitting right there, Clay sitting right there, Junior right there, Doug right there, oh, and uh, Creasy right they there, Mr. No McNeil. Okay, yeah. You're going to buy another mix. I'm going to have to have two mixes. But, it's, I mean, I'd leave out it, it, 20 it's a, names. But. It's amazing that what Doug and Junior Jackson has done in the style of dogs that they've hunted, you know, all their life. I can say this. I don't uh, – when when I had to hunt with them when I was a kid, you, told me, you know, Ronnie would intimidate people. But there was not an intimidating person that, in my opinion, out there, no more than Junior Jackson. He, he, <laughs> this way he looked, <laughs> way he dressed. You know, when I'd go to hunt, I was scared to death to draw him. I'm like, I was already beat before I drawed him. <laughs> <laughs> you can believe this, Doug Jackson wasn't beat if oh, he drawed him. <laughs> and, 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 and Doug, when when Junior quit, you know, Doug kind of took it, took his over and, and, and come right in as, as rowdy as what Junior used to be, but uh, them yeah. boys hunted. Billy was hard. little. We we went up there, and they was hunting, and Doug was hunting Charlie Manson. And Billy said, I want some at Mason. <laughs> and he didn't say Manson, but he put old Blue up pretty quick and just went to hunting Zeb and Chopper. Uh, he didn't even turn him back loose. <clears throat> if we, if, if we, and we had old Zeb with us, but that's when he had he had some skin problems. He Barry had suffer on him. And Doug he, said he's picking that guitar. <laughs> it, it's a scratch. I, one one blessing we had with us that we had, and he was a we could talk about this dog a lot. Barry it, Barry was really blessed to have two powerful dogs may have been in that time as good as they was around here but chopper you, you could tell a whole you could spend oh. hours on him he's um, just all coon dog he best all coon dog one of the best i ever had it was broke 100 percent. we opened his coon i had a good partner it's just i won the nation with him uh as you know 25 and 50 strikes 
<laughs> he was the only thing that week weekend. We, me and Barry talking about going to Junior and Doug's. That was the only thing that weekend that that kept us from being embarrassed. That we we represented West Tennessee a little bit <laughs> because because I tell you, when you went up there with them, they they both drove different trucks. And they was serious, and I can guarantee. And still serious. And still serious. When they, oh yeah, when they turned the dog loose, that dog had a timeline, and and, and most of their dogs, ten to fifteen minutes on average, had a coon treat somewhere it in the country. Have. It one better on have. one side of the road, one on the other. Doug over there shooting CBs. <laughs> Doug and Junior on the other side shooting long Stingers. rifle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Two like daylight guys. and dark. And, and, and I thought I could walk back in. You couldn't. And this was before Junior got in a wreck and, and, and kind of got crippled up. But, hey, you talking about two men that could walk your guts out. When they I, would Doug sling Jackson's 65 and he can still roll with the best of Yeah. When Doug Jackson's dog trees, he's got one thing on his mind, and that's getting that brass snap on him. He's going to get it, too. <laughs> and he's going to snap him every time. And every coon, when he shoots a coon out, it's going to be dead. I was the same way. I I, I hunted every night like I was going to go to a world hunt tomorrow. I, I wish I hadn't done that with Colton, my other son. He loved to hunt, but he loved to shoot everything in the woods, play with it. And I'm going to tell some of these guys got kids because um, – if you if your son wants to go and he wants to shoot an armadillo or if he wants to turn flips out there, Colton would pee on top of the zuzu while we're sitting in it. We'd think it's raining. Them boys, it's raining, ain't it? <laughs> Colton on the other side of me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know, and I was too serious, and I wish I could change that. He's he's a good hunter, good handler. You know, Braden don't really like to hunt, but he he does talk about it, mention it a little bit now, so. I don't know. My daughter went with me uh, one night at Christmas. I didn't have nobody to go. Jamie was on his way home. Me and her went, and Jamie, he finally got here, and we finished the night out uh, hunting colt. It was a it was a good time. So, yeah, take time with them kids and get them started, get them going, because they the, they what we got left. Uh, you know, I hunted with dirt and dust and weed ever since he's been a kid. Uh you know, he'd come up here and went hunting with me when I had trip. Uh, and we, you know, I was, he, he hunted him a little while. I think he won $17,000 with him in this no time. But he, uh, trip went in that, you know, tree to coon and hit or his female, they made a tree, trip backed her. And he didn't <clears> normally <throat> do that. And then trip tree to coon. He said, boy, he done a good job. So he went on through there and, and trip got treed again. He, of course, he treed him when he treed us. He, I said, he's on a leaning tree. He said, a leaning tree. I said, yeah, I can tell by his mouth he's he's on a leaning tree. So we get there and he he's on a leaning tree. He said, dang kitty, you, you forgot more than I know. He <laughs> said, I never would have thought that dog. On the, how do you know he's on? I said, I can just tell by a dog, uh, you know, on their voice. It's a big tree, little tree. You you can about learn one enough, mm-hmm. you know. I and. But man, he has done amazing things uh, with these dogs. As a kid, he he's the kind of kid that wanted to learn. I trained kids that wanted to learn. I mean, Coy hunted with me, Casey Montgomery hunted with me, Jonathan Warrington hunted with me. Kids that wanted to pay attention and and be a competition hunter, they could hunt with me. But kids wanted, uh, you know, I, I was too serious. Me, me and Barry we used to go to hunts together, and they'd say, uh, 
your dad, your dad's out there on the hunt. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You still owe me that gas money, Bill. Give me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hit record. No oh, Lord. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well. Man, it was great, fellas. All right. proud to have Conkey's Outdoors the sponsor of CHU Podcast. Conkey's is your complete hunting and hound supply store. They carry brands like Garmin, Daltra, Dan's, and even Summit Tree Stands and much, much more. Whether you're in the market for a new thermal or a new hunting rifle, Conkey's has it all. They even offer financing options. Being a family-run business with customer service that is second to none, it's no wonder why Conkey's is the best in the business. So go check them out at Conkey'sOutdoors.com or find them on Facebook at Conkey's Outdoors. I really hope y'all enjoyed that interview as much as I did. If you like what you heard here, go on over to Facebook. Give us a like at Coon Hunting U. Also, go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review. It really helps us out. And remember, if you need a new hunting light, do not overlook Superior. They make an awesome light, best customer service in the business. Man, their walking light and double red is the brightest I've ever seen. Use coupon code CHU podcast at checkout at nighthunters.com. You can find the link in the description box below this. Coon Hunting University is a product of Audio Hound Productions. Until next time, y'all have a wonderful day.